Welcome everyone to the Take Control of Your Health podcast. This is Dr. Mercola bringing you the latest cutting edge interviews to help you achieve optimal health. You can receive more information by subscribing to my free daily newsletter at Mercola.com because you won't find us on Google or Facebook. We respect your privacy and will continue to fight the Silicon Valley censorship. Thank you so much for listening. So let's get started with this week's latest program to help you and your family take control of your health. What's a potential optimal dose of vitamin C? Now, this was a seminal paper published back in 1996 by Levine and colleagues, and it was really the first well-performed pharmacokinetic study looking at vitamin C dosing and how that related to blood vitamin C levels. So that's what you're seeing here. If you look here down below, uh, they gave anywhere from 500 milligrams all the way up to 2,500 milligrams of vitamin C per day in two divided doses. So they gave it twice a day. And what you can see here is the current RDA is producing very low blood vitamin C levels um, of not even 30 micromolar uh, but this was the current RDA at the time, um, which was, I think, around 60 milligrams. And now the current RDA is 90 milligrams for men and 75 for women. So these authors argue that 200 milligrams should be the new RDA based on blood level vitamin C responses to an oral 200 milligram dose. And the reason why they chose 200 milligrams is they said, well, you don't want to be on this very steep part of the sigmoidal curve for blood vitamin C levels because if you're getting dramatic increases in blood levels of vitamin C with very minimal intakes of uh, incremental vitamin C dosing, this is very indicative of a deficient state where you're repleting depleted vitamin C blood levels. So they said, okay, the next best point above that would be a 200 milligram dose and it would give you close to 70 micromolar. And these authors also said that blood vitamin C levels, you know, saturate at around 80 micromolar. So they said, okay, 200 milligrams gets you close to the saturation point. So, but, but not, certainly not all the way there. Um, and so basically these authors, you know, said, okay, the current RDA is not good enough. You really need 200 milligrams to get you out of this potential deficiency in blood vitamin C levels. There's a few problems, though, with their selection for 200 milligrams of vitamin C. They also said, well, bioavailability at 200 milligrams was 100% and it went down. So there's no real need for higher doses than 200 milligrams of vitamin C. And they said that not a lot was coming out in the urine at 200 milligrams, where as you gave more, more was coming out of the urine as if, you know, it's just creating expensive urine. But you can't look at a nutrient that is primarily coming out in the urine as not having use or function because almost all of your sodium intake will come out of the urine throughout the day. Most of your water intake will come out in the urine. Urinary excretion of a substance is actually showing you absorption. It has to be absorbed into the blood to then be filtered by the kidneys to then come out in the urine in the first place. So 
Again, just because most of a dose or even if all of a dose of something comes out in the urine eventually doesn't mean that it's not doing anything and that you're just creating expensive urine. So based on blood levels too, they were short of what they considered saturation. I mean, if you wanted fully saturated blood levels around 80 micromolar based on their uh, you know, pharmacokinetic study, you would really want 2.5 grams of vitamin C per day. And this was in uh, two divided doses. So, you know, 1,250 milligrams twice a day. Um, but the problem is, is they didn't go higher. So they assumed that 80 micromolar is where blood vitamin C levels saturate. But that's not the case. There are many other studies showing that blood levels go much higher. So take, for example, this study. They gave five grams. So instead of two and a half grams, they went to five. And you can see here, you can get almost 250 micromolar with a five gram vitamin C dose, and it stays above 200 micromolar for about four hours. And if you go higher, so this is um, 20 grams of liposomal, you can get above 300 micromolar in blood vitamin C. So you see 80 micromolar is not a saturation of blood vitamin C levels. So 200 milligrams of vitamin C is clearly not even close to saturating blood vitamin C levels. Here is a 36-gram dose of liposomal vitamin C, and you can see you can get above 400 micromolar. So here, based if you only went out to 2.5 grams and you know took that 1996 paper as gospel, you would think that blood levels would saturate right about here at 75-80 micromolar when clearly you can get well above 400 micromolar if you're getting up to 36 grams a day using liposomal. Um, and what's interesting, too, is this paper actually goes on to state, when you look at treatment of human Burkitt's lymphoma cells, there is a 50% kill rate at 400 micromolar uh, per liter ascorbic acid concentration. In other words, you know, you can basically kill 50% of uh, lymphoma in vitro with that high of a dose of vitamin C um, concentration, which you can get with oral high oral intakes of liposomal. Again, showing potential benefits of having such high levels. Now, if we go back to um, that Levine paper, what they kind of wrote in their conclusions is that um, the RDA should be increased. It's not enough to 200 milligrams. But again, um, they were saying that you're close to saturation, so 200 milligrams is enough. And as we know, you don't saturate. Really, blood, oral doses, you, can, uh, you can't really get much higher than 400 micromolar, but you can get clearly about five times higher uh, blood levels of vitamin C than when they got uh, with uh, you know 2.5 grams. Uh, so you, you just have to use around 36 grams to get higher. But the point being that even the 200 milligrams of vitamin C uh, may not be enough. And then, of course, this is just pharmacokinetic studies, right? I mean, if we look to at more pharmacokinetic studies, at the 80 micromolar, this is um, muscle vitamin C levels. And you can see here, um, muscle vitamin C continues to go up and is highest at a blood level of 80 micromolar. Again, based on Levine's own paper, if you want to get the 80 micromolar concentration, you have to consume 2.5 grams of vitamin C per day to get this level in the blood, which would maximally saturate skeletal muscle vitamin C. 
And we don't even know other tissues um, may take, you know, even higher doses. For example, um, this paper right here was looking at responses to nasal lavage fluid ascorbate levels. Now, they use nasal lavage because it's easier, but it's reflective also of respiratory tract lining fluid, which is important in respiratory infections. And only the one gram dose of vitamin C was able to significantly increase nasal lavage vitamin C levels, and it increased it for about four hours, and then it dropped. So you can see here um, that 200 milligrams wasn't enough. It took 1,000 to boost you know, this nasal lavage vitamin C level. So there may be benefits to acutely... Um, you know, boosting vitamin C. And if you can maintain higher levels, there may potentially be benefits as well. Take, for example, this paper. Uh, so this paper uh, recommended that an optimal intake of vitamin C may be 500 milligrams twice a day. And uh, based on uh, oxidative stress. So what they looked at was uh, Heinz bodies, which reflects reactive oxygen species damage to red blood cells. And what they saw was a maximum, uh, basically, protection at 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day. And they also compared 500 milligrams of vitamin C uh, to 200, or that was 500 milligrams twice a day, to uh, 200 milligrams. And that was significantly better at protecting, you know, reactive oxygen species uh, in red blood cells. And these authors noted that it takes 500 milligrams twice a day to reach a 75 micromolar per liter blood level. Again, the Levine's paper was trying to say 200 milligrams was enough, when clearly there, even their own data showed that you needed at least around 400 milligrams. But if you actually looked at the individual patient data, it was closer to 500 milligrams uh, to get 75 micromolar. Now, what's even more important is uh, giving doses, higher doses of vitamin C, and what happens if you give one gram of vitamin C, it can significantly decrease blood lead levels. Um, there was one study that gave 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C twice a day for two months in infertile men, and it significantly improved sperm count, sperm motility, and morphology. Uh, one study in patients who were reporting uh, cold and flu symptoms, they were given hourly doses of one gram of vitamin C for the first six hours and then three times daily thereafter, which reduced cold and flu symptoms by 85%. And then one uh, three-year randomized control trial compared 500 milligrams versus 50 milligrams, and it reduced the frequency of getting three or more common colds by 66%. Um, so again, there seems to be some benefits to higher doses of vitamin C. At a minimum, based on Levine's pharmacokinetic study, which they inappropriately uh, said 200 milligrams should be the RDA, um, you know, based on all the literature that I've looked at, an optimal intake is probably more around 500 milligrams of vitamin C four times a day or every six hours. And in elite athletes um, or during colds, it may need to be even higher. So it just goes to show you that uh, a lot of this inappropriate recommendation for low doses of vitamin C was based on flawed data thinking that... Um, Vitamin C blood levels were fully saturated at 80 micromolar when it really, uh, blood levels don't really saturate from an oral intake at around 400 micromolar. An IV, you're not going to saturate blood levels until like 14,000 micromolar, or maybe even higher. So uh, I'll keep doing some more research on vitamin C, but hopefully this was beneficial.